So welcome to the Seven Skills for the Future podcast series. I'm Emma Sue Prince and I'm joined by my producer, James. Hi, Emma Sue. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. So today I'm continuing with my introduction to one of the seven skills to recap their adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, optimism, being proactive and resilience. So we're going to look at the skill in a bit more detail, what it is, why we need it and some easy ways that you can start developing it. Okay, so Emma Sue, what is today's skill? Well, it's the very last skill in the seven, but by no means the least, it's resilience. Okay, so can you give us a quick definition then of, uh, of what you mean by resilience? Yes, well, it's a huge topic right now. It's really high on government and education agendas, and it's an interesting skill. It's very strongly linked with being optimistic and being proactive. So if you're optimistic... Uh, And using that skill, you're more likely to be resilient. If you're being proactive, that's going to help you be more resilient as well. Um, But really, it's, it's, you know, do you rise or do you fall in the face of adversity? That's the key question. Um, And resilience is is really the ability to respond well to pressure and and deal with setbacks effectively, um, respond well to change and challenges, and just basically bounce back and bounce back quite quickly. And I think what's interesting about it is that resilience is not a fixed character trait. It's actually an ability and a capacity, which means that we can develop it. And what research is showing is that people who are more psychologically resilient generally have higher levels of emotional stability, gratitude, purpose in life and altruism. So being kind to other people. And I think that's quite interesting because I think it's easy to link resilience with being very strong. You know, nothing can affect me, nothing can hurt me kind of thing. Um, But actually, yes, they are super strong and robust to a certain extent, but they also have a lot of strategies that they build into their lives. So these are strategies that anyone can build. Mm, Okay, so you really believe that this, uh, whether you're born with it or not, this this is a skill you can develop? Definitely. I think it's worth explaining that it, resilience does, does come down t- to some extent to your characteristics. So you know, there are three main areas. So the first one is your, your personality and your individual characteristics. So this is where we see resilience as being a kind of innate ability that's just part of your personality. So sometimes we perceive people as being much better able to handle setbacks and difficulties. So these are personality traits and these are connected with to what extent you feel in control of your life, to what extent you persevere with things and don't give up easily, Um, your emotional awareness, your perspective, your sense of humour, self-belief. So these are the kinds of things that might be part of your personality, you know. Um, And um, a second one is your environment. So this is all about how you interact with your environment. It'll be things like, you know, how much support you have, how much, uh, how much family support you have, or social support, and having a kind of network of people around you. So that's definitely something that you can create to help yourself become more resilient. 
And the third is a combination of you and your environment. So in a way, this is uh, your, your personality in combination with other influences such as family and social environment. So um, somebody with a, a personality which is prone to resilience, you know, that ha- who has these kinds of character traits, as well as a strong environment, may well be really well equipped to deal with setbacks and difficulties. Um, and somebody else might have to work more on having that kind of network and support around them to equip themselves. So why would you say this is a, a must-have skill today? I think it's crucial today. Um, I think it's our biggest asset when dealing with uncertainty, fear, change. So a lot of people can, get, can feel really overwhelmed when dealing with change uh, in their environment or what's going on around them, or they can find it really hard if they're rejected, you know, for, for a particular job or a particular contract. Um, so those sort of things can make you feel out of control and can make you feel like you're kind of a victim of what's going on around you or of your circumstances. So I think because today in particular, we are faced with so much uncertainty and so much insecurity in terms of how we work and what we do, um, that you really need to build the skill to to cope well with, with, with that sort of thing. And generally speaking as well, resilience helps you to be happier. So that's one good reason alone for, for, for developing it. So how do you think we should go about developing this skill of resilience? Well, um, resilient people, they tend to view life's difficulties or challenges. They tend to view them, yeah, as challenges. And so they respond with action. So so they're very, very proactive in that way. So what that means is they're almost accepting of the fact that there will be setbacks and challenges in life. and in anything that you do, you will you will face setbacks and challenges. And that's not being negative. That's just being accepting of that. And therefore, they'll they'll feel more in control or in control enough to respond. Um, so setbacks force us to take risks and and learn and grow. So they're not necessarily negative things. Um, and I think there are unlimited opportunities, actually, for us to develop our capacity for resilience. In fact, most people are far more resilient than they think they are. So if you look back on any period of your life, which you would regard as being particularly challenging, you'll probably find, in, in hindsight, you'll probably find that actually you are probably delving into quite a lot of your resilience to to handle that setback and, and come through to the other side. So, um you know, we, we, we often resist setbacks, you know, we like to avoid them. Um, so what we'll do is we'll kind of waste a lot of energy, uh, in fact, on things like denial or anger, you know, endlessly discussing the issue with friends and family. And that's just a waste of, it is a waste of energy. And I think, you know, it's, it's, it's okay to experience some emotion when you're dealing with a setback, but what's not okay, and this is what resilience is about, what's not okay is continuing it allowing it to continue for too long that's not okay Um, so what resilient people do generally is they focus fast on taking action Um, but they do that first through acceptance it seems to me that if you are kind of pragmatic about life and work and how these things go that you're almost reducing the thing that you're going to have to be resilient to because it doesn't mm. seem like such a big deal when it actually happens, if, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yes, it does. But I also think it's about being okay with making mistakes and actually 
taking more, you know, taking risks deliberately in a way, um, because that helps you to learn, that helps you to grow rather than avoiding it. Yeah, sure. What I mean is like, if you expect that, you know, something's going to go wrong. When it does go wrong, it doesn't seem like such a big deal. You know, whereas if you, <laughs> yeah. if you, uh, if you're thinking, you know, you're thinking everything's going to go swimmingly and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden there's a, you know, something comes along that you weren't expecting, then all of a sudden it seems like this mm-hmm. big, you know, big drama. And therefore you're going to need more resilience to be able to deal with that than you would in the yeah. first situation. Yeah. Okay. To, to some extent, I agree with you, but I also believe that it's not about expecting there to be, uh, you know, expecting there to be something negative in a situation or, or a setback, but more to be just kind of open. So you're open to opportunities and you're open to uh, something that may appear to be a setback, but actually you, you kind of, you, you know, you're able to just to handle it more in a more relaxed way, you know, rather than, I think the issue I have with what you're saying about being prepared, you know, being prepared for the, uh, for the inevitable setback is that you're kind of on alert and actually to be resilient, you need to be quite relaxed. You need to be strong, but you need to be relaxed. And then you'll find that you have the best response. Okay. So do you have any specific uh, measures that we can take in order to improve our resilience? Yes, I've got three. Well, I've got lots actually. Um, and you'll have to read the book to find out the rest of them. But I've got three particular ways that um, you can build your resilience muscles. Um, and the first is to face your fears. So, you know, we tend to avoid um, whatever makes us uncomfortable. You know, the natural tendency is to avoid that. Um, but that can be very restricting because, you know, you're not, we're not, you're not allowing yourself to be open to the opportunities out there. So fear is a friend. Um, so whatever is, um, whatever is making you fearful or, you, or making you sort of say to yourself, I can't do that, or that's going to be dreadful, or, you know, anticipating the setbacks, as you were saying before. Um, try and learn as much as you can about that. See, see what that is all about and see if you can start to develop um, skills that help you to face it more effectively. So that's the first one is facing your fears, whatever your fears might be. Um, the second is to embrace change, which is another thing we don't like doing. Um, so it's not always easy, but again, it's just about that not fighting it. So that being relaxed. So, so this coming back to resilience as being quite relaxed in the face of change. So, um, this is all about just understanding that you can't control all of your circumstances. Um, you can only kind of focus on how you respond towards them. So that's a, that's a daily thing. That's just every day being open to, um, focusing on the things that you can control rather than things that are just kind of happening. So if there's a problem, you know, the best thing is just tackle it head on and choose to be optimistic and accepting of whatever the outcome might be. And the third is to, is to be vulnerable. So sometimes being resilient is being willing to be vulnerable. And, um, you know, this is, so, for, so another example is, you know, if we um, don't agree with somebody or somebody's got a very different opinion to us, we might tend to avoid those people. Um, that's something I do. So I'm a natural introvert. So if I sort of, if I feel like there's someone I don't particularly get on with or they kind of intimidate me, my strategy is to avoid them. And I have to kind of think, actually, what I can do in this situation is focus on my listening skills and try and um, look for an opportunity to um 
support their viewpoint, you know, look for ways that I can actually understand them better and, and, you know, just be more accepting of that person rather than avoiding them. So those are three, three ways. Um, but if you read the book, Seven Skills of the Future, you'll find lots of other tips and ideas for developing resilience. And these are really things that you can do every single day. And the more you do them, the stronger you become in terms of building that skill into your muscle memory. So, Emma Sue, I think that just about wraps it up for today. Yes, it does. Uh, I mean, resilience is a big topic and I could probably talk about it for a lot longer. Um, But I think the best way for you to learn more about it is to buy my book, Seven Skills for the Future, available in all major bookstores and online. And if you want to know more about resilience and more tips um, and exercises that you can try, go to our website, unimentor.com. Thank you very much for listening and see you next time.